Leviticus 7, verse 22 through 38. These are God's words. And Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, You shall not eat any fat of ox or sheep or goat, and the fat of an animal that dies naturally, and the fat of what is torn by wild beasts may be used in any other way, but you shall by no means eat it. For whoever eats the fat of the animal of which men offer an offering made by fire to Yahweh, the person who eats it shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, you shall not eat any blood in any of your dwellings, whether a bird or beast. Whoever eats any blood, that person shall be cut off from his people. Then Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, He who offers the sacrifice of his peace offering to Yahweh shall bring his offering to Yahweh from the sacrifice of his peace offering. His own hands shall bring the offerings made by fire to Yahweh. The fat with the breast he shall bring, that the breast may be waved as a wave offering before Yahweh. And the priest shall burn the fat on the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his sons. Also the right thigh you shall give to the priest as a heave offering from the sacrifices of your peace offerings. He among the sons of Aaron who offers the blood of the peace offering and the fat shall have the right thigh for his part. For the breast of the wave offering and the thigh of the heave offering I have taken from the children of Israel from the sacrifices of their peace offerings, and I have given them to Aaron the priest and to his sons from the children of Israel by a statute forever. This is the consecrated portion for Aaron and his sons from the offerings made by fire to Yahweh on the day when Moses presented them to minister to Yahweh as priests. Yahweh commanded this to be given to them by the children of Israel on the day that he anointed them by a statute forever throughout their generations. This is the law of the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the trespass offering, the consecrations, and the sacrifice of the peace offering, which Yahweh commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day when he commanded the children of Israel to offer their offerings to Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai. So for the reading of God's inspired uh, and inerrant word, uh, the Lord has been giving uh, instruction first to Israel generally uh, about the sacrifices, and then uh, he turned and spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to um, the Aaron and his sons. There are three sections. The first addressed to uh, the first two addressed to uh, Israel generally. Uh, in the first uh, section, which is up through chapter three, he concluded with a warning not to eat fat or blood. In the second section, uh, now not the three great sacrifices, which were chapter one, two, and three. Remember the ascension and the tribute and the peace. Uh, but the second section covering the sin offering, one of the main points is that the Lord has provided priests who make atonement, uh, and that the Lord himself does the forgiving. And so there is uh, the the priest who applies the blood and offers the fat. Uh, and so there's this, uh, the, the fat and the blood, the fat and the blood uh, idea that... Uh, uh, that runs at the end or as a conclusion uh, to uh, each of these sections. And now in the third section, 
uh, where he has addressed the priests uh, from chapter 6, verse 8 to chapter 7, verse 21. He's especially uh, talked about his provision for the priests of their portion. Uh, but he comes now at the uh, at the end, and he turns from addressing the priests, and we can see in verse 23 and verse 29 uh, of our passage that he's again addressing the children of Israel generally. Uh, and he combines these uh, these two conclusions, the uh, fat and the blood for uh, the Lord alone, and a portion for the priests. But this time, the portion is not from the sin offering, uh, from which the worshiper uh, could not uh, eat, but only the priests. It's a portion that is from the peace offering. Uh, and so uh, the Lord is giving to the priests part of what was uh, what is generally the worshippers teaching them uh, to uh, to see God's anointed as set apart for their good, uh, and to view uh, the anointed priest with gratitude, uh, which of course is all the more precious for us, because our anointed priest is the Lord Jesus. So he's uh, concluding another section here. This uh, is a big conclusion. Uh, in the book of Leviticus, he's about to move on to the consecration uh, of these priests uh, in uh, uh, in chapter 8 uh, and 9. So he begins with what's reserved for the Lord, the fat of the ox, the sheep, and the goat. Uh, and not only when they were sacrificing, uh, but in any other situation, even if, you see in verse 24, the animal that dies of its own, or the animal that is torn by wild beasts. Every time uh, there was an ox or a sheep or a goat to be eaten, uh, even outside of uh, the sacrificial system, the sacrifices that God was giving them by which to draw near to him, they would be reminded that God has provided for them. God has provided for them the ascension. God has provided for them the peace. God has provided for them atonement uh, and ox and sheep and goat uh, then were special for that reason uh, and they were never uh, to eat the fat from those animals and he's added of course for them uh, more meaning to the fact that you must never eat the blood of a bird or a beast uh, you remember uh, all the way back in Genesis 9 who we weren't to eat blood because the life of the animal is in the blood. We weren't to think of ourselves as getting um, life from animals, but life from God. But now, uh, the blood of these animals ha- has uh, has become more precious because uh, of the hand-leaning ceremony in which he gives the worshiper to identify with the animal and see the application of God bringing... Um, the, the blood of their substitute, the blood that stands for them, uh, that is, as it were, their life, into contact with his altar, into contact with his, uh, with his tabernacle, applying, uh, applying uh, the, the blood, uh, as it were, to the representation uh, of himself. And so every time uh, they ate any meat of any kind, they wouldn't eat the blood, 
And they would remember that one of the reasons we don't eat the blood is because the Lord brings us near by a substitute whose blood is shed instead of ours so that uh, the, the, the us, the version of ourselves that is banished from God's presence uh, is dead and uh, there is uh, a life with God uh, that God has provided or is providing by way of a substitute. Uh, and of course, the scripture tells us that ultimately this cannot be uh, the blood of bulls or goats. It is uh, it is the blood of the Lord Jesus with whom we are united. But by reserving the blood from all of the animals and the fat from the ox and the sheep and the goat, uh, God would give them to be continually remembering that he has brought them near in Christ. And don't we need to be continually reminded? Well, we can do better, of course, than not eating fat or not eating blood as far as continual reminder that the Lord has brought us near in our substitute, because our substitute is the Lord Jesus. And he is not dead, but alive. And he always makes intercession for us. And we always come to God through him. Uh, and so one of the most important th- ways that we apply this passage in our lives is by this continual habit of prayer, uh, which the more that we build it, not just in these set times, which praise God, we have uh, we have uh, moments that we set apart just for worship. Uh, and praise God, we come to him through Christ in those times. But the more you pray in the midst of the day, the more you share and take your joys to God with thanksgiving to Christ. The more in every uh, in every action, in every effort, you take uh, your need for help to God uh, in a petition through Christ. Uh, the more when anxiety comes or there's something you're concerned about or something happens to you uh, and it's painful or grievous in some way, you uh, bring that cry to God through Christ. Uh, the more continuously you'll be reminded God has brought you near to himself through the Lord Jesus. Uh, And uh, we have uh, the Lord Jesus who has been sacrificed and is alive, uh, and he teaches us to view ourselves also as living sacrifices uh, by the grace of God in the Lord Jesus Christ uh, at the beginning of Romans 12. So we see what's reserved for the Lord. We also see uh, what's reserved for the priests. Uh, not only the the different portions, especially of the trespass and the sin offering uh, uh, that we saw in that section and uh, in the section where the Lord was addressing uh, the priests, uh, but even from the peace offering, uh, so that when the worshiper comes to the climax of his worship, he's ascended, he's brought his tribute, he's got, he gets to eat from the same table. He's brought into table fellowship with God. The breast portion and the thigh portion are reserved uh, for the priest that God has provided uh, who administers all these things for him. Uh, and if we're grateful for our priest, we're eager for him to receive his portion. So the Lord having... Uh, given us now his own son, our Lord Jesus, uh, as the priest. We're even more eager for him to receive his portions. 
So you had this ritual where uh, when the uh, the priest was going to raise the, or he was going to put the, uh, the fat offering uh, on the altar, he would raise it up as, as a wave offering and put it on the altar. But he would also raise up the the breast portion that was his. Uh, that's what's called a wave offering, the, the root of the word coming from the idea of raising it up. Uh, and then I don't know why uh, they use the phrase heave offering, which is uh, continued now. Uh, it's just uh, another word for contribution. Uh, and so there's the, uh, the raising up of the breast portion, and then there's this uh, handing over from the worshiper to the priest of the thigh portion. And you see how uh, the portions that are the priests are being given uh, from the Lord in the raising and from uh, the worshiper in the contribution. Uh, and there's this desire then from God and that he's teaching to the person who's drawing near to God to desire for the priest to get his portion. Uh, and uh, how marvelous that uh, the Lord Jesus, who has loved us and given himself for us, and he's taught, he's provoked in us our love for himself, that he uh, instructs us then to desire that the Lord Jesus would get his portion, that the Lord Jesus uh, would get the, uh, the pleasure of God in his mediatorial work. Uh, you remember the scripture talking about how he grew in wisdom and favor, wisdom and stature and favor with God and with men. Uh, and uh, truly he is worthy of uh, our delight in him and his father's delight in him. Uh, but there was coming a day that the Lord Jesus would do the great thing that most delighted his father. And he says, for this reason, the father loves me, that I lay down my life uh, to t uh, and that I take it up again. I have authority to lay it down. No one takes my life from me. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up. And so there is this, um, there's this instruction here that begins in a small way when the priests are just the sons of Aaron, uh, to desire that the priest who administers God's salvation, God's bringing you near, God's uh, atoning for your sin, God's bringing you uh, to himself with tribute, God's fellowship with you, that the priest who administers all those things for you, and particularly who makes the atonement for you, uh, that he would receive his portion. And we desire that he would receive his portion. Uh, now, verse 34, verse 35, verse 36, uh, give the priest not just a portion in meat, but a portion in his place. Uh, every Each of these verses, it's almost like a, uh, a triple conclusion. Um, when he says, for the breast of the, uh, of the raising and the thigh of the contribution, uh, I have taken from the children of Israel from the sacrifices there, uh, of uh, their peace, and I have given them to Aaron the priest and to his sons and the children of Israel by a statute forever. He uses that, by a statute forever. Uh, and then um, the consecrated portion uh, for this is the consecrated portion for Aaron and his sons, uh, etc. In the day when Moses presented them to minister to Yahweh's priests, also uh, is a summary sort of statement. And then again, 
uh, verse 36, uh, you have the the day that he anointed them by a statute forever throughout their uh, generations. And so there's this uh, this climax of even the three conclusions in this, the day that he anointed them. Uh, and the, the word anointed there is a, a word that you would recognize. It's a word from which we get Messiah, which uh, translated into Greek uh, was is the word from which we get uh, the word Christ. Uh, they didn't just get meat, they got the honor uh, of being anointed uh, in anticipation of uh, and advance of uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and so there's this um, reminder then, in verse 37 and 38, that this provision uh, of the anointed who uh, would bring them near to God or administer to them God's bringing them near to themselves was yet another part of what Yahweh did in the wilderness of Sinai. Uh, and so you have that emphasis at the beginning and end of verse 38, which Yahweh commanded Moses on Mount Sinai in the day when he commanded the children of Israel to offer their offerings to Yahweh in the wilderness of Sinai. Uh, here at Sinai, uh, the Lord had provided the completion of their salvation. He didn't just bring them out of Egypt. He brought them to himself. Here at Sinai, the Lord had given them his law. The one who had saved them out of the house of bondage gave them uh, commandments that they might know how to conduct themselves uh, as his people and what pleases him. Here at Sinai, the Lord had provided the tabernacle, a place where God might dwell in the midst of his people. Here at Sinai, God had provided the sacrifices, the offerings, the bringing near. So not only might God dwell among his people, uh, but they might be safe and might be able to come near. Here at Sinai, God had provided uh, the ascension and tribute and peace uh, uh, sacrifices or offerings. And he had also provided atonement and forgiveness for their ongoing sin uh, that would cleanse the conscience so that they would m be able to make use of that. And now the last provision here at Sinai, the Lord had provided priests. Uh, and it is to these priests whom the Lord has provided uh, that the book of Leviticus will now uh, turn, especially uh, in chapter 8. But we can see that in all of these things, what the Lord has provided is Christ. Christ is our uh, deliverance from sin. Christ is our uh, being joined to God and brought to him himself. Christ is God's dwelling with us. Christ is the way by which we can come near. Christ is the way uh, by which our consciences can be cleansed in order to make use uh, of coming near. Christ is our priest who administers all of these things to us by his Spirit. And so up through these uh, first seven chapters of Leviticus, what a book that is rich with the Lord Jesus Christ as God's providing himself to us in him and God's providing our way to, to him, by, him uh, by way of himself in the Lord Jesus. Shouldn't we desire that he would have his portion? Uh, that he would have his bride for which 
he died, that he would have her sanctified, that he would have the honor of all the nations, that he would have every knee bow and every tongue confess, that he would be praised with the name that is above uh, all other names, that everyone would say, Jesus Christ is Yahweh, to the praise and glory of his Father, which, of course, he desires most of all. So let us learn from uh, from this many things, but perhaps most of all, to desire that Christ would get what is his. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the book of Ludicus so far. We thank you for the whole of it. But we thank you for what you have given us to learn. We do pray that we would learn this continual mindfulness that you trained into your people by the rules can concerning the different animals that were used in the system for drawing near to you. And we do pray that you would make us to see uh, how glorious is your provision of yourself to us in your Son, our Lord Jesus, and that you would stir up our hearts with love and thankfulness for him and to him, desiring that he would have uh, his portion and be recognized as the anointed and the consecrated and receive uh, all that he has uh, has deserved in his saving work and redeeming work and uh, both in his accomplishing it and now in his applying it grant it we ask for his sake and in his name we ask it amen